Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. Uh, well, I'm glad to see our producer finally finally showed up, and Josh here. So uh, better late than never, there, I guess. I'm just kidding. You guys are right on time. Uh, Sam, how are we doing today? I'm having some audio troubles already. Yeah, it sounds like you got a bunch of dicks in your mouth. Just throwing it off. Wow, awesome. Thank you. I, the, the correct term, Josh, is juggling dongs. Oh. You guys gay if you're always talking about dicks because you guys talk dick nonstop, like nonstop. You guys, I, I, but it's only it's only related to you though. I mean, you know, because uh, you uh, enjoy him so much. That's why. That's because that's you're our gay because you enjoy. We enjoy pointing it out. That's all. Oh, I, I, I see. I don't really enjoy them that much. I've never been a big fan of dicks, so you know, I just want to make mean, that I can clear. Go back old school and, and say the whole thing about uh, what a certain sixteen-year-old. Soon to be sixteen year old. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a classic still because Josh, you are a habitual line stepper. You are a habitual line stepper. So the only way to get back at you is you also, just so you know, just so you're aware that Josh is a habitual line stepper. So I've, I've cooled down something. a little bit. I don't, I don't step over the line too much. Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. Um, we are here on a Monday show. This is what a way to kick things off. We're talking about dicks all the time. So, you know, thank you. Uh, thanks guys for that opening there, opening salvo of dick talk. I, I love it. Um, hey, it rolls right. Yeah, I mean, you just keep making out. your position like the same. I mean, it's okay. Continue. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, we had a great show on Friday. I want to give a quick update that the downloads have now reached 7,500 from Friday's show. So I want to give a big shout-out to you guys. We had a great show on Friday. Josh, I am. we are eagerly awaiting your punishment. Uh, so we can't wait to see that so we can put it out on the Twitter page. And our guest, Dan Cisco has implored me uh, on Twitter to please tag him uh, once we put it up there. So. Uh, as soon as you pay that off, you will be square until we enter the pyramid of punishment uh, later this year when football season starts. So, ah, uh, so guys, um, yeah, you know, I don't know if you've been, you know, paying much attention to the news at all, but uh, monkeypox is kind of running rampant right now. Um, New York, California, other places declared a state of emergency. Um, places with pretty high gay populations, I'm assuming. Uh, and Josh, Joe, Sam, wanted to get your thoughts on it. Is, it. is it just a lot of bullshit, or is this monkeypox thing something? I mean, or, is, or should you only be afraid if you take dick in the ass? So, I mean, you're making a joke of a serious scenario. So, I mean, I would start with, uh, you know, maybe holding yourself back a little bit. I know you want to talk about dick a lot. but. Wow. I'm not, I'm, That's I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, 
it, it is a little bit of a serious issue, you know, being that it, it's not something that has been, you know, openly, you know, spread, you know, over the years. It, it, there's been a small population that's caught it, you know, in the past years. Uh, data showed that it was such a small number that it wasn't really a problem, you know, and now it's becoming a this rampant thing. So I, I would be a little wary of it. But, I mean, then again, man, we've lived the last three years in the pandemic with all kinds of restrictions. I don't know what the hell this is going to add to it. I mean, so let me just let me just point this out, okay? I, I'm not, like, whatever, gay people live your lifestyle. I don't care. But at the same time, man, like, from what I've read, you can't spread it asymptomatically. From what I'm hearing, it is the most. It has to be like direct touch. You're right. Absolutely direct right. touch of open lesions, right? Like, how hard up for sex are you that you're like you're taking some dude from behind and you're like, oh, he's got a bunch of fucking open sores on his ass. Let me just go ahead and plow through this shit. Like, like if you brought a chick home and she was suffering an outbreak from herpes and you saw this shit all up, like in her fucking, by her mouth or her badge, are you still plowing through? Are you going for it? Are you going Hell for it? no. Hell no. Hell no. no. So, like, what's up with these, like, dudes that are just like, oh, you know what, fuck it, it's just a couple... You know what's really weird, Mike, that you bring that up? Because, like, I, I, I couldn't believe it either, because there's, you know, if you know that it's, if it's spreading in, in such a wild manner... You would you would assume that your your lifestyle should take this is the actual problem, especially with you know people of like of your kind of of, of the same type rather you know um, yeah. of sex, same type sex sexuality type right. So you would definitely pump the brakes on it if you know that it's spreading amongst you you know your group of people. And I don't know, yeah, it it made no sense to me. The numbers just keep going higher and higher. It's like they want to. It's strange. Yeah, it's like it's like they have no shortage of just like ah, who fuck it, who cares? That could that you know maybe it's a pimple, maybe it's a rash, maybe it's monkeypox. I'm just gonna test my luck here. Uh, Josh, do we got you? You and Joe, get can you hear us? I can hear you. I was uh, I've been trying to play with my headphones a little bit okay. while you guys were talking about it. That, uh, um, no, I mean I, I think this is another scare tactic. Okay. I, I also Josh. think it's another scare tactic for from the government just to uh, scare the people. It's midterm elections coming up. It's it's happening in what three months, four months. It's another way that Democrats can kind of hold the hold the people back and and do what they want to do and try to scare people from uh, voting Republican this this midterm. Oh, really? Uh, interesting. But but it is it is kind of interesting to see that uh, monkeypox is running rampant in the gay population and it is in most liberal states like New York and California. I, th- I think uh, the last time I read there was, there's probably close to 6,000 cases now, uh, 1,300 or so uh, is coming out of New York state. I mean, that's, I know they're the biggest population in the country, but still that's an awful lot compared to say LA, you know? So, you, like, I mean, let me ask you. What, uh, what do you, what do you guys think? Do you think like gay people were targeted? Like, they didn't want to kill people; they just want to make their lifestyles like less 
less fun because it's like you have you have gay dudes out there fucking living it up, man, having having fun, uh, like not giving a fuck. And I think people are jealous. I think people are like secretly they're like fuck, man, these gay guys, they're fucking sitting out here living it up. They don't have a fucking wife nagging them about every little thing, taking taking everything we say the wrong way, and they're just they're just out there fucking enjoying life flamboyantly. I, I think there's some people well, jealous. Maybe maybe. Maybe there was a conspiracy, and they just released this monkeypox virus on the gay population. I, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think you're onto something with a little bit of a conspiracy. I, I honestly think our government is population control. I mean, they've been developing COVID. I mean, it hasn't been announced, has but it kind of has been announced. Has there not been any fatalities? Has there been any fatalities yet in this country? Not in the U.S. No, not in the U.S. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. Go ahead, Josh. My bad. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I, we look in the '80s and the '90s. They were arresting or trying to kill the black population for such a long time. Um, now they're they attacked all of America to try to lower population in all of the world, trying to lower population uh, for this new world order that apparently they're uh, trying to make. I think COVID was uh, targeted for the elderly. Did you just call it? I think world it was too. Does that make yeah. does that make Trump Hogan then in the New World Order? Does that does that does, is Trump Hogan or is he more of one of the outsiders like Scott Hall or Kevin? No, Nash? no. Trump Trump is one of the outsiders because he's the one speaking up like, hey, something's going on in the background. You guys got to start paying attention, and people aren't paying attention enough. I mean, that's why we're selling everything to China, and China's the yep. big proponent in the whole reset. Yeah. Your people Josh, are coming from blue. They keep coming in and out, Josh. Your your mic, your phone cups keeps cutting in and out. I might I might have to hang up and, and call back in. Okay. I so I, I don't know, man. So I wasn't worried, and, and I'm, I've been joking around about it, and most of this has been me joking around and dicking around. The monkeypox, though, the only concern I have, and, like, I guess what bothers me a little bit is what what are y'all doing? Like, you have the monkeypox. Like, like it's, it's not hard to tell. And it, the symptoms are not like fucking COVID symptoms where it seems like, oh, well, it could be a cold, it could be the flu, or I could have COVID. No. Monkeypox. You start developing lesions on your goddamn fucking Yeah, monkeypox is monkeypox is monkeypox, right? It's yeah. not something else. Yeah, exactly. And you start getting these gen- like lesions on your genitals and your ass and your face, and you're like, oh, fuck. And then you're still going out and doing shit like this fucking dude infected a daycare, possibly. There's possibly children exposed to monkeypox. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. Went to work. How little do you have to care about the world to, to not – to go around knowing that you have a problem and openly trying, you know, I don't know. That's wild. That's, that's what, what daycare, dude? A freaking daycare, man? That's wild. Yeah, you went to a daycare. Well, and like, granted, like, like air transmission um, through respiratory droplets is not super common with monkeypox. You need prolonged exposure. But still, like, if you're caring for kids for six to eight hours, I would say that's prolonged exposure to it. And you know what? Kids have cuts and scratches and, you know, stuff like that. They they, they they trip on the ground, you know. That could be an open wound, right? 
Well, yeah, exactly. but they would have to touch something that was infected by that. Oh, person. I see what you're saying. Okay, I got it. Has it. To be like okay. clothes or bed sheets or something like that, or okay. or they'd be, you know, I, I don't even want to say this, Jim. Never mind. I'm just not. I, I can't bring myself. To no, 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 no. I mean, I, look, I'm only asking you because I don't know, right? Uh, what no, the I know. About. I don't know so, shit about monkeypox. Really, the the most common way is it's the new HIV with open lesions. <laughs> It is oh. not the new AIDS. Like, I don't know. This feels like I don't know. It, it just it feels like AIDS. It feels like AIDS now. It started with like a bunch of gay dudes. Is, is, is are they going to do a real world, uh, you know, monkeypox edition? Oh, I would. Lo- I would love to see that shit. I would. I would love no. to see that. Or like, just like do a game show called "Is It Monkeypox or Herpes?" Oh my god. Or herpes or monkeypox. <laughs> Fine. Can what? you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Joe. All right. So, first of all, let's do some fact check. All right. So, okay. uh, according to the CDC, uh, monkeypox is a rare disease caused by infection uh, with what's called the monkeypox virus. Uh, it's part of the same family uh, viruses as the viral, uh, varial, uh virus, the virus that causes smallpox. Monkeypox symptoms are similar to smallpox symptoms, but milder, and monkeypox is rarely fatal. Uh, uh, let's see here. It was discovered in 1958 when two outbreaks of pox-like disease occurred in colonies of monkeys uh, kept for research. Despite being named monkeypox, the source of the disease remains unknown. The first human case of monkeypox was recorded in 1970. Prior to 2022 outbreak, monkeypox had been reported in people in several Central and Western African countries. Previously, almost all monkeypox cases in people outside of Africa were linked to international travel to countries where the disease commonly occurs or through imported animals. Okay. Uh, All right. By the way, this also says... uh, a way to prevent it. Uh, fortunately for us, I mean, I, I can speak for myself. I don't know about Just you. Just don't have orgies? Uh, yeah, don't have orgies. Don't have gay butt sex. That's oh, how you prevent it. It's a smallpox vaccine. <laughs> the, uh, the smallpox vaccine apparently uh, prevents it and cures it. Hey, just well, another thing oh, you need, yep. another vaccine. That doesn't uh, work. Josh, you got. I mean, we didn't have to have the smallpox vaccine because it was eradicated before both of us were born. Vaccine when you were little, dude. Uh, the only reason some of the newer generation of kids don't get it is because theoretically we had eradicated smallpox. So they're like, oh, we don't need to yep. do this anymore. So, and then so, so gay people had to start going to European orgies and brought monkeypox upon us all with the apocalypse. Just, no, it's so you don't, you're getting it wrong, bro. It's the woke. It's the woke generation, man. Oh, it's the woke generation. Bro. Yeah, they didn't get. They, they didn't. They didn't have to. They thought that smallpox was gone, so might as well catch monkeypox. <laughs> so, so let me ask you guys this this thing. Since we're talking about gay orgies and all this stuff, so they uh. just came out with the, the fourth person that's that's ever uh, been cured from HIV. So could that's this Johnson. possibly be the new HIV? That the government's trying to roll out. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not even close. Based on what Joe just told us, it's not even close to HIV. Right, because monkeypox is a 
monkeypox is curable. The only, the biggest thing with monkeypox right now is the fact that, I mean, just like smallpox, it leaves scars, like really bad scars, and, and also. Yeah, Joe, your audio is kicking in and out. Buddy's audio is it might just be my connection because I was having audio issues with the fucking logging in at the beginning. I'm gonna say, I, I mean, everybody else sounds clear to me. Uh, Joe, are, are you sitting further away from your mic again? No, I plugged in the new mic. Okay. So here's the thing: monkeypox is curable. Uh, you know, the problem is is that you know the scars, and then also the fact that it can also lead to secondary problems like um, uh, 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 pneumonia, uh, other things that can be deadly. Um, so, Hold you know, on, guys. the audio here, everybody, I apologize to our listeners here on all bases covered. The audio here is fucking awful. So I'm going to have to reset, take a second. I'm going to have to hang up and dial back in. So give me, give me like two seconds. Give me like, like 30 seconds, uh, guys, I apologize. All right. I think, is that better? way better? Way better. I think that's way better. Joe dropped. I think he'll be back on. Josh, can you hear us? That's all I heard from Mike. Right. Hey, one thing I wanted to point out, Mike, we were since we were talking about monkeypox, real quick before we move on to the next piece, is that you know in the past smallpox was weaponized. You know, it was used. You know, in different methods because there was no cure for it. There was no uh, way to to fix it, right? So, I, I feel like monkeypox uh, it could also be um, become weaponized in a way, but like, and not not, not for population thinking. control, but like to affect affect them without killing them. Gotcha. Let me let me ask you uh, a very serious question. Do you, do you think monkeypox originated with people before <laughs> or after Kim Kardashian? I, I, it has to be after, because knowing Kim Kardashian, she probably created some crazy-ass STD that originated in her vagina, and then it just started infecting the world. It just would not surprise me with the amount of dick takes. Dude, there are, like, people that say that she's straight-up rank. You know, like, she's not, you know, there's been, like, reports and shit that came out that Ray J later was just like, yo, she's nasty as hell. All that stuff. It doesn't surprise me. But now, so Pete Davidson obviously has broken up with Kim Kardashian, or she broke up with him. Is Pete Davidson the ultimate rebound guy? Like, Ariana Grande broke up with Mac Miller, and then she started dating Pete Davidson. Kim Kardashian divorced Kanye West and started dating Pete Davidson. I think Pete Davidson was linked to Kate Beckinsale for some time. I, and, and, and none of his relationships last more than a few months. Uh, he was with Kim Kardashian, I believe, for eight months. And uh, he's, he's he's like the ultimate uh, rebound guy. I think yeah, I mean, he's I like a six-man-of-the-year, bro. Role player off the bench that gets the limelight every so often. I mean, I'm not hating on him. Good for him. He's, he's, he's left and dated a lot of beautiful women. And so I'm sure there's a lot of dudes that would love to be six-man-of-the-year off the bench. But he's not he's not wiping up any of these chicks, and none of them are ready to settle down and make him be their husband, I don't think. I mean, like, 
I mean, I didn't see that Kim Kardashian lasted very long because she likes that big black dick, man. <laughs> Josh is back on it, man. Back yeah. on that line, stepping. Virtual uh, line crosser. <laughs> Why? Because uh, I, I think black uh, men have big bigger dicks than everybody else. Because you've seen them, right? <laughs> Looks like Joe's back on the board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've seen I Louis, see. and God, they're a lot bigger than Louis. Wow. Wow. Louis showed me his porn. All right, moving on. Thank you, Joe. That was a well-timed one. That was a very poor joke, uh, Josh, on your behalf. Uh, Sorry to say. I wanted to get to, like, funny shit from the past weekend, but I was doing research. I couldn't find anything funny. I I was literally looking through everything to find something funny that happened over the weekend, and nothing, nothing, there was nothing funny. Nothing that happened, nothing funny. Bro, bro, you got to call it Amanda, man. No, Mendem. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't even know how to pronounce. I don't even know how to pronounce. Mendem. Mendem. So I, I almost feel like we should hear a little Central C rap because apparently, according to the Flagrant podcast, UK rap is the hottest shit out right now. But it's not. It's really just terrible. It is god awful. Let me. I, I don't even think the audio. I don't think. I don't think the audio will come through. But let's. Uh, Let's let's do an experiment and see if the audio uh, will come through uh, through the computer here. Uh, let's see. This is oh my god. This is fucking awful. This is awful. Let's 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 see. Let's see if this works. Hold on. We got a fucking there. You know who you remind me of? That guy that's in that one YouTube video. <laughs> will you just look at it? Just look at it. Just look what? at it. Just look at what? What? All right, go ahead, Central C. All right, let's go. Here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How can I be home? My bitch is gay. Hit money in the top chat. See him on top plus even a stick is gay. Hugging my brothers and say that. What is that coming from? That's so, so trash. Someone needs to add the flagrant podcast. Add and let them know. <laughs> well, although the best line is, how can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. I don't even know what that means. But that's, that's, I mean, that's like a Dylan line. Dylan, who's the five hottest MCs of all time? Dylan, 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 Dylan. And now Central C. Definitely Central C. He spits hot fire, just like Dylan did back in the day. It kind of reminds me of the Island Boys. I'm oh, just Island Oh, God, the Island Boys. The Island Boys. Island Boys. <laughs> oh, God, they're, they're awful. I just wanted to punch him in the face. All of the Island Boys. I just wanted to punch them straight, dead ass, right in the face. They're, they're adding more to the crew, like more weird hair and more face tattoos and on more people. Zorb, can we get into the yeah. Island Boys? Absolutely not. No, you don't think so? You got a lot of hair, man. I think you yeah. can do it. No. You, of, you know, you can, you can do something with that sweater on your chest. And, like, you know, I, I, don't, know who's, I don't know who's hairier between the three of you, Joe, Joe, Sam, and and Josh. I, I don't know. I, all I know is that that Josh one time I believe had a stripper run his run her hands through his chest hair and said hairy like animal. Why don't you Why don't you go ahead and tell us that story, stripper, Joe? I, it, it wasn't, wasn't a stripper. stripper? It, it oh, was I a girl. It was a I stripper. picked up at the, the club. 
Uh, Go ahead, Joe. Tell tell them the story, bro. You were there. Uh, so there it was. So we're we had just partied all night. Uh, we're sitting at this uh, fucking cheap ass breakfast. Uh, that was the Bellagio breakfast, dude. It was the bra- Bellagio yeah. brunch. Yeah, I know, but for what we paid for it, it wasn't that exciting. But uh, <laughs> the girl looks over. She's rubbing his chest, and she goes, "Do you know why I like him? Cause he had it like animals." <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a longer story to that whole interaction. Oh, which a whole I would take about thirty minutes of our podcast. There's a whole but lot. it is really good. There's a whole Talk lot. about a great Vegas story. Oh. Oh, that what we we will have that full story in its entirety when we need to fill some more time. <laughs> we need to go no, for a time filler. Hey, I, Mike, I think no, we should no, put a segment no, kind of no. like. Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories. And talk about yeah, I'll put my foot on the day. Okay. Oh, I didn't know you I couldn't hear. It sounds like you are away from the microphone, but hey, because I'm I'm having a hard time picking up things. I we gotta we gotta get a studio. We we gotta get enough fan support that we can rent a studio because we need to up our game here a little bit at all bases covered. Um, all right. Moving on to actual sports, uh, which is what, you know, we do around here sort of, kind of, a little bit. Um, this, I was shocked by this. So ESPN put out their, I think it was their F, might have been FPI, um, but they talked about the 14 major weaknesses of the of Super Bowl hopefuls. Okay, and they did they picked the top playoff contenders based off of ESPN's Football Power Index. The Bengals were not on this list, but the Cleveland fucking Browns were, along with the other AFC teams were Buffalo. Denver, Indianapolis, Kansas City, and the Chargers. And, and Baltimore, sorry, in Baltimore. And to me, I, I think, like, it's crazy that they left the Bengals off this list. Like, the NFC isn't as egregious. They have Arizona. They have Dallas. They got Green Bay. They have the Rams. They have the Vikings. They have the Eagles. And they have Tampa Bay. So apparently those are the 14 teams that ESPN's FPI thinks will be in the playoffs, leaving out teams such as the Bengals, the 49ers, and the Titans, um, just to name a few. Hot take. Kansas City doesn't win that division this year. I think you're probably right. But I don't think think Denver's that good, man. I don't think Denver's that good. And I I think Oakland, if it's going to be any team, Oakland – Oh, I, I would take Oakland over Denver. But they're saying three teams are making it out of the AFC West. I don't know if I see that happening when they all have to play each other six times. Well, that's going to be a bloodbath over there. And then they still got to win their other games. So I, I feel like they're they're going to beat up on each other so much that only two teams from the West are coming out. I agree. I, I think Kansas City is going to struggle out of the gate to find their identity without Tyreek Hill. 
And I think San Diego is going to come out looking really good out of the gate. That's who I'm picking to win that division is San Diego. I'm in wait and see mode on the Chargers. I've been hearing about the Chargers for three seasons and how good their roster is, and they never make the playoffs. And they're loaded on both sides of the ball, defense and offense. Yeah, they with, are. With some of the moves they made on defense, they're going to be tough to score on. And and no, I mean they don't, they still don't have Dervin James back yet. He I don't think he's he signed a contract yet. Did he? Well, they got that J.C. Jackson they just signed though. I mean, but you still need you, you need Derwin James yeah, on that defense. They got Derwin James. He's there. No, he has. He's on a contract here. He's he's a he he stepped away until he got signed. I'm just double checking. Oh, okay, it's a Holden. I also, Jesse right. Bateman, Bateman. Well, they, I mean, they got pass rushers. They they do have options on offense. They are a good team, but until I see them actually put it together for a full season, I'm, I'm on the fence about the Chargers because we've been hearing about them. Now, for two or three seasons, Anthony Lynn and now then their head coach last year, they were supposed to be a playoff team last year, and would they go like 9-8 and eight last season? So, well, well they also uh, up that last game against until, until I see something. What? They should have made it, but they fucked up against Oakland that last game of the year when they don't kick the fucking field goal when they should have. Well, and their, their schedule this year is fairly daunting. I mean, other than their division opponents, okay. Actually, I take that back. Their schedule is not daunting at all because other than their division opponents, they get the AFC South, which is not that good. And they, and they get the NFC uh, they get the NFC West, it looks like, is the team. So they got to face the Rams. They got to face the 49ers. Niners. And, the, and the Cardinals. But, you know, that, but, like, getting, like, and they got to face Tennessee at Indianapolis. They got to face, you know, M- Miami. But, I mean, looking at their schedule, this is a schedule that sets up for them to be probably, like, they should at least be 11-6 and six at the very worst. If they go – they can go three and three in their division, three and three in the division. Then maybe there's three losses scattered out through there throughout the rest of the uh, schedule, maybe. But this is definitely if they can at least go 500 in the division. It's a schedule that they should at least be 11 and six or 12 and five at the very worst. But I mean, I, I get why they put the Bengals. I get why they put the Bengals below because their second half of the season is fucking daunting, big time. First half. It should be seven one. What's that? Yeah, after I said Cincinnati's schedule after the bye is extremely daunting because they're gonna have to face they go on the road for Pittsburgh, then they go on the road to Tennessee, they host Kansas City and Cleveland, they go to Tampa Bay and New England, then they come back home and finish the season with Buffalo and Baltimore. That's their final eight games. They you're looking at in their final eight games, probably playing five to six playoff teams in their final eight games. Yeah, so they so have to I, I think, seven and one to start the season. I don't think they got to go seven and one, but I think they got to be six and two, and then in the back half, they uh, the, the final eight, they got to go at least four and four. That puts them at ten and seven, or ten and, or sorry, what is that? If they start the season, the first nine games, 
sorry, nine That's games. If they can go seven, 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 seven and two or six and three, and then the final eight games go four and four, I think they can get to ten and seven, maybe eleven and six. I, I don't think. I don't know how good Cleveland's going to be. Uh, it's still a toss-up until we know what Deshaun Watson's situation is going to be. Uh, that Baltimore game, depending on what Baltimore is, if, if Baltimore's kind of out of the division race or Cincinnati's already clinched it, that could be a win or a loss for the final game, depending on if they bench people. But uh, the really big games are going to be at Tampa Bay, home in Buffalo, and home against Kansas City, and then at Tennessee. I think I think we're going to see what kind of team we are in those four games. But I, you know, yeah. they're the defending champions and they're getting no respect. Everybody acts like last year was a fluke. Well, and they they're not taking into in account that we had the second worst offensive line in the league last year, and we shored that up. Which blows my mind. So we were second. That's got to mean something. And then on top of that, you're you're getting Jamar Chase year two. Come on, you know he's gonna be better than his first year. Yep. And by, by and the Joe way, Burrow is not coming off a knee injury to start the year either. And and I talked to Sam about this over the weekend. Is Joe Burrow led his team to the Super Bowl, and he was sacked, I believe, 60 times in the regular season, or like 56 times, something like that. Then he was sacked a total of 79 times if you count the playoff run. And he was coming back. He was coming off a torn ACL. He wasn't shaky at all. So if you give him enough time, I feel like Burrow's going to probably be at like 4,500 yards passing. He's probably going to throw for like 35 touchdowns. And I, I think you're going to see a lot of balance. I think Joe Mixon's going to be uh, a very good player. I, I, I don't know. I just I, I think the Bengals are getting slept on by a lot of people. And I think ESPN's FPI projections are, are wrong, but we'll see. So let's um, let's move over to some fantasy talk for a minute. Sam, this is your time to shine, Mr. Standard League. You've been in this Standard League for quite some time. I, I want to hear, Sam, your top – 10 running backs for this season uh, standard league scoring. Okay. Sure. Uh, so standard works obviously a, a lot different. I don't know if you've done any standard leagues in the past or not, um, but ours has been learning like 10, 11 years now. And standard is, uh, you know, it, it's a low scoring affair because you're not getting those points per reception. And uh, on top of that, we have it managed in, in a way where, you know, touchdowns, are not they're five points for the quarterback, not six. You know, so we have we have methods that we the way that it's set up to actually allow or give most even competition ability. All right, so standard. Um, I'm gonna go. I I do like the Fantasy Pros uh, rankings on uh, on players. This is how they rank uh, the top ten. I will change a couple of them. <laughs> I'll tell you right off the bat. But they have uh, Johnson Taylor at one. They got CMC at two. They have okay. Henry at three. Cook at four. Eckler at five. Mixon at six. Harris at seven. Chubb at eight. I don't agree with anymore. Um, nine. They have Swift. Ten. They have Saquon Barkley, which I completely don't agree with at all. Yeah. Right. So I'll I'll bump up on that second on that going into a third tier of running backs. I will bump up. 
Um, I'll definitely bump up like an Aaron Jones or, or a Kamara over Barkley. Okay. Well, who did you say Chubb? the final? See, Chubb, uh, oh. I feel like uh, Chubb is setting up for a letdown, I believe, this year. Oh, what the fuck is that? Uh, so you think Chubb is set it up is set up for a bad season, a down yeah. year this? Year? Yeah. Okay. I think with with, with uh, Watson not being there, they're they're gonna depend on Jacoby Brissett to to move the offense with Amari Cooper and they have weapons. Don't get me wrong, they do. But uh, I think that people are gonna be stacking the box and they know they're gonna give it to Nick Chubb a lot of the times. And I don't know what they're going to be able, what the, he's going to be able to do with that. So him seeing it at eight, I would definitely sh- shoot him down to like nine, or even ten. But he's in the top ten. I just don't believe he he should be sitting at eight. See, I like Leonard Fournette in the top ten. Uh, I do too. But like, uh, I, again, I have to see how some of this plays out. You know, for they just lost their starting center. You know, yeah. um, so. Uh, I gotta. I kind of want to see how it plays off, and I gotta see his his. Uh, I have to see his schedule as well. So, Aaron Jones is not bad. You know, neither is Kamara. Yeah. On the on the tail end of that third tier, they have Javante Williams, John, uh, G, uh, Jimmy, Con- <laughs> Mr. Connor, fucking uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and Cam Akers, which I again I don't agree with any of those. I don't. Not any, but I don't agree with a lot of those. I've heard good things about Cam Akers, and I've heard some things that make me concerned. Uh, I know he came came back from Achilles in the same season for the postseason, which was kind of unheard of, but he didn't really get it going. He only averaged like 3.4 yards per carry during that time. But if he's the guy, you know, Sean McVay has shown – They a still have Henderson, too. I love Henderson, but Sean McVay has shown a willingness. Like when you saw with Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley got a lot of carries in an explosive offense. So there's that factor, but I I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are down on two people that I think are going to have big seasons. I, I and and Josh, you alluded to this person earlier, J.K. Dobbins, um, right. is being criminally yep. underrated a lot. And then the other person that I I feel like is going to be the top ten running back this year. Possibly he's not getting drafted. That Brees Hall for the Jets is is going to show out. For so the- right underneath that tier is that next tier where they have like Montgomery and a couple other people, but Hall is in that, okay. that following tier. I uh, I think he's gonna I I think he's gonna go over a thousand yards. I think he'll have like eleven hundred. Oh, he looked really good in the in practice too. And my boys went to the scrimmages, the Jets scrimmage out in Jersey, and and he looks good. He was making sharp cuts. He was. You know, and he's a big guy too. He's not a small guy. Yeah, like Michael Carter's smaller on the smaller side. I believe Michael Carter's like five nine or five. Yeah, exactly. Brees Hall is like well is, is like six foot two oh five, where Michael Carter I don't think is over two hundred pounds. So I think he has the ability to run between the tackles. I think I think he's, I also realize he's a north south runner too. He is. He's is not good. Like he, a, he drives. He hits the hole hard. Yeah, I, I just. I think the Jets are going to try to lean on that run game because they have a young quarterback. And I, I think they, they don't want – they got a pretty good defense, the Jets do. Um, and, I, I you know, I think Zach Wilson, if he takes the next steps, I don't know if Zach Wilson's ready to be flinging the ball 40 times a game. But if they let him throw it about 25 to 30 times a game, 
They, he, you know, has a good deep ball. He can throw it deep to Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and then they can they can supplement things with the run game. I, I think the Jets they play in a pretty tough division, but they could they could surprise some people this year for sure. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting. Kind of like uh, if you guys remember when Ezekiel Elliott was drafted, I think did he come in the year after Dak Prescott? No, was it the year uh, before Joe. I think it was the year before. I think he was still under Tony Romo. No, but Dak. Uh, no, I don't. Dak, Dak Prescott was drafted. Well, when was Ezekiel Elliott drafted? Dak, Dak Prescott went in 2016. He was a fourth round pick, and Ezekiel Elliott, I want to say, was 2018. But. Or 2017, I mean. Let me see. Dak Prescott was drafted in 2016. Zeke was drafted also in 2016. Sorry, they came in together. Same year. Yeah. Same. But see, Romo, Romo was still playing. I think uh, Josh was right. No, Romo... but Dak Prescott overtook Romo that preseason. Okay. All right. And, and they leaned on Zeke a lot with Dak being a young quarterback. And Zeke was the focal point of that offense. And so – I we went through all that just to say that I think I think the same thing is going to be similar to what the Jets do this year. So, um, from a fantasy perspective, on a scale of one to ten, guys, how concerned are you about Matthew Stafford's elbow or arms? Not much. The the, the Rams yeah. the Rams put a lot of emphasis on medical staff. They'll figure it out. So if a, it was really that messed up, they would be saying they would say a lot more than what they are. All right. So, so what did you get? What did you get? What like a two, a three on a scale of one to ten? I would say about like a three. four, maybe. Okay. I'm. At What's your number, at, there, big guy? I am at a six. Okay. So you're worried. I'm worried. I, I am worried. Um, it's because it, this is not – the reason I'm worried is because this is not a, a typical injury that quarterbacks see. This is more of an injury that you see in pitchers, okay? So the fact that he hasn't practiced hardly at all and he's just ramping up, you know, camp and he's having this elbow issue, and then the fact in throwing his age at 34 – um, they, they have to scale down how much he throws, and he played a 21-game schedule last year if you count the playoff games. And I'm extremely scared, especially when you consider who his backup is, which is who, like John Wofford. The Rams, if Stafford can't play, if Stafford can't play at all or he misses, like, let's say he misses 10 games, the Rams aren't making the playoffs. Not with John Wofford. As no, oh, no way. Yeah, there's no way. You could – you could uh you can lean on the run game as much as you want, but if you can't move the ball besides that, you're in trouble. I just, yeah. I, it's, you know, and if, I know if, it's the Rams, early, if the Rams are no, really you know worried what? about Stafford's always played through a lot of injuries too, man. Stafford's one tough dude. No, no, he is. He is, and he plays through a lot of injuries like you have said. But I just, I don't know. It's a little bit abnormal for a quarterback to have this injury it's really bad tendonitis um and what we've seen i've i've seen pitchers now granted i mean pitchers 
pitch every five days or so. So they usually only pitch once or twice a week. So it's not much, not much different than a quarterback who would be having one game a week. And I've seen pitchers shut down for six to 12 weeks at a time with this tendonitis, sometimes even going on like a 60-day DL. Uh, no, but they're swinging their arm a lot more than, than a quarterback is, right? And a lot harder. And a lot harder. There you go. Range, range of motion. It's a lot harder. The, the spin motion on the elbow with the curveballs, the splitters. There's a lot more motion in a pitcher's uh, arm than there is throwing a football. Um, but if, if you really think the Rams and are worried about it. And quarterback, what, will top out of 50, 50 pa- four, sorry, 40 passes, you know, attempts a game? 40 to 50, yeah. And, and here, here's the thing. You're not seeing the Rams go out and look for a veteran quarterback right now either. No, yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point, Josh. Is if maybe if they were going out and finding someone like a Tyrod Taylor or you know whoever, and saying you know that would signal concern. That's I happening. think Taylor's on the on the uh, Giants. Okay, well you know what I mean. I was just throwing out a quarterback of that same kind of someone that might be a free agent that might be available that they could sign. Uh, you know, it would or if they like swung a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That would kind of signal that no, there might oh, be. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a problem. Yeah. Or they'll swing a, a right. trade for somebody in, in Detroit. Jared Goff, I don't think they want him back at all. I think they told him to kick rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think Jared Goff would go back either, even if asked. Yeah. <laughs> they really burned that bridge. They did. That was 100% burnt that bridge. All right, guys. We got about we got about 13 minutes left of the show, so I'm going to get to a couple different things here. Uh, we'll talk a little college football here in a minute, but um, I think it's uh, telling. Uh, so Kevin Durant met with Joe Sy, the Nets owner. They had uh, basically they aired out their grievances. They had a very open and honest meeting, and KD has basically came out came out and said, either trade me or get rid of the coach and GM. And if you're Joe Sy, the owner, and you're looking at this team, and you say, I got Ben Simmons, I got Kevin Durant, I got Kyrie Irving, I got Seth Curry, Joe Harris, and Royce O'Neal, I got a team that at its best, at its peak, can compete for a championship. I think you've got to go with the players on this one because as much as Josh, you had mentioned players having too much power. Players is what wins you rings 95% of the time. Players win player, – having the players wins the rings. But I, I, who do you hire as the head coach this late into it? If you fire Steve Nash now, which I don't think would be a bad idea because Steve Nash had zero head coaching experience. And I think – Yeah, I was just going to gonna say that. Yeah, totally. Who do you hire, though? Phil Jackson? Bill Jackson's not coming to Brooklyn. No way. No way. That was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they could try to go chase after Vogel, maybe. You know? I don't know where he's at. Do you know who I would hire? Because I don't think he try has... To poach, try to poach an assistant coach, maybe? I don't know. No, I'll tell you who I would, who I would hire right now. Because I believe he is still available. I don't think that he got picked up. Mark Jackson? Yes. 100%. He's born yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. He's yeah. from the area. He played, played for the Knicks. He played for the Knicks. He was born in Brooklyn. 
He is currently he, – he's not a head coach right now. I would say, all right, I think Mark Jackson could win with that team, and I think the players would respect him, and the fact that he has cachet in New York. And he, he has previous previous experience, too. You know, he led those Steph Curry years, early Steph Curry years with the, with the Warriors. So he, he does have some experience under his belt. Franchise. He's the one that made him a winning franchise, and then Steve Kerr just kind of came in and took him over the hunt. I think that's a great hire. I mean, if you want to go down that line, too, maybe Jeff Van Gundy possibly as well. If he decides he wants to come out. If he it. wants to coach, right. Yeah. Which but would I, be a slap in the face for the Knicks, though. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But I would be calling Mark Jackson. I'd be like, look, we got this team. Let me sign you to a two-year deal. Two-year deal, let's see, let's see what happens. And you know what? If you win in the playoffs, I'm not even saying you have to win a championship. You make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, and, you know, maybe we give you an extension. But that's, that's the guy. I, I don't really think there's much better options out there right now. I think Mark Jackson gets a little bit um, – I don't know. I don't think he gets as much credit as he probably should get. So, Is he, uh, is he blackballed from, from coaching in the league? Because there's been other positions that have been open over the years. He interviewed. His name has never been thrown around in real like, – no, I think he interviewed for the Lakers job. last time around. Yeah, and he he uh, interviewed for the Kings, I think, too. He was a candidate for the Kings opening this past year. And who did they give it to? Mike Brown. Yeah. Oh God. So I I mean you know he's had I guess apparently there were some complaints when he was head coach of Golden State that there was allegations of intense religious rhetoric and homophobia, and uh, he ranted openly about two staff members who were gay. So, you know, I guess that that's something that, that's been around. I don't know, but... Yeah, know. but I mean, as long as he says he won't do it again, what the hell? People make yeah. mistakes, right? Yeah, people make mistakes, yeah. And that was a while ago. That was 2014. That was eight years ago, man. So you got canceled before cancel culture came out. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little oh, bit. And don't worry, we'll be canceled later today after uh, Louis posts a show about his monkey pox comments. <laughs> All right. What? Go ahead. What were you going to say? Somebody, I don't know, thought somebody was about to talk. Um, so I wanted to say. So we got a bunch of we got two Ohio, two diehard Ohio State fans on the on the show. We got Joe and Josh, who are big time Ohio State fans. So ESPN released their college position U, and what schools produce the most talent at each position. I was a little surprised. Now, Ohio State did get DBU, which I, I tend to agree with. But I was going to have them as wide receiver U. But they are not even in the top three, apparently, according to ESPN, as the top three is USC, LSU, and Alabama as wide receiver U. And I feel like Ohio State, I know Alabama produced, you know, Julio, and this is since 1998, guys. So this is this isn't all time. This is since 1998. I know USD has produced like Mike Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown and Michael Pittman and a few other people. Ohio State, as of late, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, um, even uh, David Boston. What's that? Uh, Terry McLaurin. 
Terry McLaurin, Santonio Holmes, Ted Ginn. I mean, well, I feel like Ohio State should have been I up. I think what you're missing out on with Ohio State is, yes, they they had wide receivers, but the receivers that are coming into play now and are making are the league are a lot better. So in the last four or five years, I would say Ohio State is probably wide receiver you or slightly right there behind uh, Alabama. But okay. over since 1998, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that with USC, Alabama, and LSU. But LSU, name me the receivers out of LSU. Like, they're, they're lately, too. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are all within the last three years. Uh, Odell Beckham was also part of that. So it was, Odell I mean, Beckham, if you want to count. Landry. Yeah. Okay. Right. Beckham, I want to count a couple other names. But. I mean, you could make a case for Clemson, too, couldn't you? Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins. I, I feel like Clemson's put some receivers in the league since 1998. Not as many. I, yeah, I have to agree with that, too. Like, And then they gave tight end U to Miami, even though, like, okay, Miami's had Bubba Franks and Jeremy Shockey and Kellen Winslow and Greg Olson. But since then, who have they really produced out of, out of tight end? Miami. Miami was producing great tight ends in the early 2000s, but not much lately. I feel like Iowa has better tight ends than Miami does. Well, again, recently, though, you're talking about just recent. Like, Ohio State, their wide receivers, recent. Iowa, recent. You go back to 98, they have produced a lot more. I But listen to this. But Iowa had Dallas Clark. Three or four years in the draft. But, no, but, I mean, you have Dallas Clark that came out of Iowa. He was a tight end. You have George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Tony Miyake. Well, Tony Miyake kind of fucking sizzled. But I I don't know, man. I I, I feel like, yeah, you're right. I mean, Iowa's more recent than Miami, but they had the same amount of players drafted into the NFL at that position. Sam, you know why it's difficult to Iowa tight ends? What's that? You know why Louie knows all these Iowa tight ends, Sam? It's because they have all destroyed Nebraska. Oh, I was going to say that. Something has to be with Nebraska, man. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. I don't even know why I do I mean, this podcast I anymore. You just love tight end butts, but I, w- I went for the juggler wow. with Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. The Nebraska one's definitely way better. Good call, Josh. There. Fine, whatever. I hate you guys. I hate all of you. Uh, <laughs> Just because you like tight ends, buddy. You and that monkey wow. pox tight end stuff. Yes, love it. Monkey pox, butt stuff, all day. All right. So, Cancel. Or was, for, or was that for Josh? Who was that no, for? No, you. Oh, fuck you. No. That was, that was uh... I was trying to get Josh, but then you start talking, and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm sucking for both of you. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. One of the last things, we got about three minutes to go. Nick Saban said that last year was a rebuilding year for them. Uh, Nick Saban, I think, went – they lost to Texas A&M in the regular season, then lost to Georgia in the national title game. Um, I, Paul Feinbaum – was a little perturbed by that, saying Nick Saban likes to make excuses when he doesn't win the national title. 
I, I, I'm telling you, if Alabama, if Alabama's rebuilding year is winning the SEC and losing in the national title game, then I think 99% of schools would take that as a rebuilding year. Like, I look at Ohio State last year. Ohio if that's State, the case, I'll rebuild every year the same way. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State, what, lost one game last season? One or two games? Two. I lost against two. Oregon and Michigan. Okay, yeah, that's right. They lost to Oregon and Michigan. That's right. I forgot about the Oregon loss. They lost two games. Um, I think they, they won that, the Big Ten title, though, correct? They played for the Big Ten title. They won it, and then they won the Rose Bowl no, they against didn't. a very good football team. No, they didn't win the Big Ten title. Michigan did. Well, Michigan did. I'm sorry. Yeah, because Michigan Come on, ended up get going your facts straight, dude. Come on. I'm sorry, you fuckface, but Michigan ended up going to the playoff. I forgot about Michigan in the playoffs because He's I... too busy watching the corn huskers get their ass handed to them all season. Hey, listen, Sam. You're, uh, <laughs> you, you, I don't even know who you like in college football. But I don't. I, I don't like anybody in college football. Exactly, so keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. Oh, yes. All right, fine. You guys give me so much shit for liking Nebraska, both of you. Sam, Sam is actually – Sam, you only pile in when Josh is saying something. Most times you're like, let's root for Nebraska. I feel like you just like to fucking dig dig the knife in a little deep just into my heart just a little bit. Listen, you man, here, here's, my, here's my statement on that. Why have enemies when you have friends like us? Yeah, exactly. 100%. Agreed. Louis, it's all out of love, man. It's because we love you. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's so much love. I feel so much. Uh, now I'm going to take that nice so, tight in and whoop, whoop, give that some loving. Wow. Okay, then. <laughs> ah. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Dancing Very in the dark. Time. That was Frankie Valley. I know that, but I just want to sing some Tim McGraw in there, too. All right. That was 60 seconds left. The coach's poll, preseason poll, was just released. They have a top 10 as Alabama number one, Ohio State number two, Georgia at number three, Clemson at four, Notre Dame at five, Michigan at six. Texas A&M at seven, Utah at eight, Oklahoma at number nine, and Baylor coming up at number ten. I'm telling you right now, it's always the case. There's always at least two to three teams that are ranked in the top ten preseason that don't finish there. And a lot of times they don't even finish ranked in the top 25. I'm telling you right now, those teams, mark my words, those teams are going to be Notre Dame, Michigan, and Oklahoma. Those three teams will not finish anywhere near the top ten. I, I think Michigan's going to get uh, absolutely ramrodded by Ohio State this season. I think Notre Dame, with their schedule, is going to lose at least three games. And I think Oklahoma, with the new coach and the, the mass exodus of players that left there, I think Oklahoma's going to struggle to get eight wins this season. So I I'm, I believe right now that those are going to be my three. Those are three of my three picks that are sitting in the top ten that will not end the season there. I'll agree with two of them. I, I think you're right with Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Uh, Michigan, oh, I don't you, think so. I think they'll be in the top ten. Um, I mean, I, right now I think they're ranked higher than Ohio State. 
just coming off no. of last year. I know they lost some defense, but until Ohio State can show me that they fixed their defense, can't take anybody over them yet. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like Michigan is going to drop a game maybe on the road to Iowa. I think Penn State might beat them this season. We'll see. they they got to play Michigan State, and then they got to play at Ohio State. I, I, I think they're, they're due for at least three losses this season. I, I, think, I think Michigan's going to lose at least three games, and it's going to knock them out of the top ten. Meanwhile, there's a couple teams on the outside of the top, like sitting in the lower half of the top 25 that I think are going to make a run to the top 10. Uh, one of them is Ole Miss. I really like Ole Miss's roster a lot. And I do the Hurricanes with their schedule. Miami could be creeping into that top 10 this season. So it'll be interesting. But I think we're only a couple weeks out from college football starting, aren't we, fellas? I think the season yep. kicks off here soon. I think the first game of the season is – the first weekend of the season is August 27th. Yeah, and I know Ohio State plays Notre Dame September 3rd. With $400. Yeah, that's the, first full, that's, that's the first full weekend. Yeah, that's because August 27th is considered week zero, I guess. But yeah. um, um, there's a few teams playing that August 27th. And then, then you have Thursday, September 1st. Uh, a couple games to kick off the college football weekend, and then Saturday, September third, we got a we got a lot of good games. I think that day you got Oregon and Georgia, you got um, Cincinnati and Arkansas, you got the aforementioned Ohio State Notre Dame game. Uh, so there's, there's going to be uh, quite a lot of good ball games that weekend, uh, kicking things off. So. It'll be interesting, but I I, my, I still like Notre I still like Ohio State to make a run at the national title this year if their defense improves. So we shall see. But that is all the time we got for Monday. We will be back at you again on Friday. Uh, we had a great show today, and uh, Josh, you got to pay up some pretty soon, man. So or else I'm gonna show up to your house with all the gear and just shove you into a pool. So uh, come on down, buddy. <laughs> So, uh, all right, guys. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another edition of the All Bases Covered Podcast, and we'll be back at you again on Friday. Thanks, everybody. And this hey, buzz Josh, for this you. This for you. All right. Get back down, back down. When you don't have all the